Remember a few years ago when tiny homes were all the rage? Sure you do. You couldn't not hear about it. And you kept thinking to yourself, well, maybe we would downsize. Maybe we would go to a tiny home. And they're building all these tiny home communities and it was everywhere. If you're listening right now and you're married, you probably watch HDTV <laughs> like my wife and I do. And they had shows. They had tons of shows about tiny homes and people downsizing and quote unquote, getting off the grid. Where did those shows go? How come we don't hear about that anymore? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's just the market changed. The market shifted. But if you're still talking about tiny homes, people aren't going to listen. Why? Interests, interests in the market have changed. I mean, shoot, look what's happened in the last couple of years. Two years ago, you could literally put your house on the market for sale in certain cities and people would just be throwing money at it. Now, you'd be lucky if you'd get within 10% of the listing price. Why? Because the market adjusted, the market shifted. Unemployment is going up. People are losing their jobs. The interest level is skyrocketing. The interest rate to get loans has skyrocketed. The market has changed. In fact, I was talking with uh, my buddy Brandon, who was on the podcast. I said, you know, what are you seeing out there as far as, you know, the real estate market? And he said, there's definitely been a shift. People are adjusting, you know, people still are buying. It's just, if they were looking at a $800,000 home two years ago, they're looking at a $600,000 home now. So I was like, well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if people need a house, they need a house. It's just, they're looking in different areas. So that higher market, those medium range homes or those higher end homes that were just getting ridiculous prices, it's not happening anymore. So if you're just sitting back and waiting for leads to come in, you're going to be in a world of hurt. So using that example, it's no different than your sales business. It's no different in what you have to do in your market. Every quarter, every year, every single month is different. You can't run the same playbook. Now, you can have a fundamental foundational process that is everlasting. But the process is not what you do in its entirety. And I'll explain that. The process of going out a bit out and getting business is never going to change. Okay. You have to have technical competence. You have to have market research. You have to find out who your ICPs are, either your initial customer profile or your ideal customer profile, uh, depending upon which phase of sales you're in. But the ICP, you got to find out who am I going to go after? Who am I going to target? You have to have targets. And then when you have your targets, you have to rank them. Okay. You have to give them different levels of importance. You can't treat everyone the same. No two prospects are the same. Okay. Because their businesses aren't the same. What does that mean? You can't have one sales message. Okay. Now you need to have a sales message. That's part of a process, but you can't have the same one. You can't walk in and use the same canned line at every single account. But this is what I see when I talk to sales professionals and when I am coaching uh, sales reps, I said, okay, what do you, what do you say when you walk in to an account? Well, this is what I say every time. Yeah. Every time. Doesn't matter what the account is. No. Okay. That's the problem. 
How long have you been doing this? I've been doing that for two years. Okay. All right. That is pretty terrible. <laughs> no, I don't, I didn't say that to, I didn't say that to the guy. I don't want to, you know, crush his spirits, but you have to have a little nuance and you have to target what you're going to be saying. You can't just walk in. And the worst thing to say is, and I got into a really bad habit of doing this about eight years ago, or maybe it was, yeah, no, 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. Almost 10 years ago. You walk in, Hey, how are you doing today? Worst thing you could possibly say. So I want to tip my hat to Justin for uh, getting me, getting me out of that bad habit. It's the worst thing you can possibly say. You know why you walk in? Hey, how are you doing today? Terrible. Had to put my dog down, had cancer. Where do you go from there? Terrible. Just found out my wife was cheating on me. Oh, okay. Well, you want to buy my product or service? (laughs) So don't say that. Every time you walk in, every, every time something comes out of your mouth, it has to be part of the sales process, building a relationship, moving that person from unaware to advocate. And as a reminder, if you're new to the podcast, there's five stages that somebody's going to go through. Okay. Forget about this, you know, forget about the traditional pipeline and, you know, Oh, prospect. Oh, you know, customer one customer lost. No, there's five stages of the sales process and everybody's going to fall along these five stages. Okay. It is unaware, aware, trial, user, advocate. They're going to fall along there. So wherever you think they are, or you know they are, you have to have a certain set of questions you're going to ask, a certain way you're going to introduce a topic for that call, a certain way you are going to pull that person into your universe and begin to sell them. Just like tiny homes was a flash in the pan. And I'm not saying it's completely going to go away, but you're not really hearing about it. So if HGTV is not pushing it, then they don't think it's going to be the next wave because they got a lot of data. They got a lot of data. They got a lot of market research. They know exactly what products, services, ideas are going to captivate because they want eyeballs on the television. So what they've found is that people don't care about tiny homes anymore. So we're going to stop having a bunch of shows about that. If you, one thing I, I also noticed on the, uh, HGTV is they've stopped with a lot of these fl- flipping shows. They've stopped with the flipping shows. Now it's just about home renovations because people aren't doing, people are flipping, but the lay person, the person like me, who's not really into real estate, we're not going out to flip, but we are, we are trying to renovate our house. We, we do want to do those things. So again, they're speaking to the market. The whole point of this is you need to be constantly figuring out what is the market saying and speaking to that market. And the market is never going to change. The market is a river. Okay. The market is not a lake. It is not stagnant. It is constantly moving and constantly evolving. And you have to be okay with hopping on a raft and going down the river and going with the river and with the market. But so many times people are sitting on the lake and they're just basking in their sales message. Well, I'm just going to spew this to a thousand people and just see what sticks. And the next quarter, the people that didn't buy, I'm just going to spew the message again. And then I'm going to spew the message again. I'm going to spew the message again, rinse and repeat. You've always got to be evaluating where the person is in their journey and what factors are impacting the decisions that they're going to be making. That's pretty much it. 
but you have to be focusing on that. I want to thank everybody for the uh, messages that are sending out. I really do appreciate when people shoot me emails and let me know that um, they're enjoying certain topics and they're sharing it with people. And that's really cool. I got, I got one um, Wednesday and uh, that this gentleman was sharing it with his, um, his inside sales team. I thought that was pretty cool. So um, he's got an outside in, he's got an outside sales team, inside sales team. So we're sharing with the inside sales team, trying to, uh, especially when it comes to not having the uh, same message. <laughs> like you can have a script, obviously, with inside sales, but it's not just being robotic. It is making it your own. So I really do appreciate when people reach out and kind of let me know and, and um, you know, kind of gives me the the energy to keep doing this. So um Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And like I said, hopefully going to have the, the website done by the 20th. No, it, it will be done by the 20th, but the website's kind of going to be my hub for all information. going to have some free resources on the website as well. Um, courses, the um, Sales Builder Academy, more information about that. I'm running the Sales Builder Academy right now. So if you're new to sales, if you knew anything that's new, any change that has happened in your sales world and you want to discuss it, and uh, reach out to me, Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. Um, I mean, I've helped people from, uh, you know, car rental to uh, media sales, chemicals, medical devices, pharmaceuticals, you name it. Um, I got a couple of people that reached out regarding restaurant sales. So that's something that I've also done in the past is worked in the service industry. So many, many, many years ago, but it's the sales environment. You're selling a product, which is your food. You're selling a product, which is the alcohol, but you're also selling your service. So you have to understand that there are three spokes to that sales wheel as well. So um, I know when you th think about outside sales, you don't really think about brick and mortar, but you know it's all encompassing. Sales, sales is everywhere. You know, you have to sell your wife. You have to sell your husband. You have to sell your kids. You have to sell your boss. You're always trying to influence people in order to be able to do things, et cetera. So sales is human, like the author Daniel Pink said. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great rest of their week and uh, we'll see you next week. Surviving Outside Sales. Bye-bye.